Well, hello and God bless you. Welcome to BlankCouragesYou.com, where we are here with the word of the Lord to help keep you encouraged to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Flynn, and as always, I give God praise, glory, and honor for being here with all of you on this episode number 292 of our podcast. Well, BCU family, there was a recent event in my life and there was a little story attached to that and I'd like to share it with all of you. So please take this time to go ahead and get your Bibles, your notebooks, something to write with and settle on in. Blaine Courages You is coming to you with It Isn't Much, But that's what's coming up next. to get into our podcast content momentarily right now I'd love to take a few moments to establish protocol whether you are a longtime listener or a first-time listener we are so elated and we give God praise for you choosing blendcouragesyou.com as a source to get your encouragement through the word of God and if you have not already done so I'd love for you to consider making our relationship permanent. How do you do that? Well, let's start with where are you listening from today? Are you on the blendcouragesyou.com site? Perhaps you're on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Podfriend, Podcast Guru, Player FM, Overcast. There are a myriad of different platforms where blendcouragesyou.com can be accessed. So whatever that platform is, wherever that is, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. And guess what? That gets you in as a part of the BCU family. Welcome. Hey there, BCU fam. Blend from blendcouragesyou.com here with your podcast on the go. So very recently, the Lord blessed me to celebrate a birthday, and I do not take that for granted, BCU fam. It is only God's grace and mercy that we are here. Um, I just thank God for his extended mercy toward me. The scriptures remind us in Lamentations that morning by morning, new mercies we see, and I, I just praise God for that. So I was able to enjoy uh, another birthday and a sweet friend of mine decided to give me a gift. And in speaking about the gift and how I liked it and, you know, we were talking about it a couple of days later after I had received the gift, our friend went on to say, well, you know, it wasn't much, but, and I had to gently scold uh, my sweet friend and let them know that any gift that is given from the heart is much. And as we were talking, the Lord led me to to really just discuss the widow's might. And we talked about it on a surface level, BCU fam, you know, in the moment as we were getting ready for uh, a prayer service. This led me, though, 
to look at this story just a little bit more deeply because there's a lot of significance here when it comes to the widow and the giving and all of those types of things. That's a good reminder for all of us. So if you would, head with me to the book of Mark. And we're going to go to chapter 12. And where we'll start... The, the widow's might story starts at verse number 41. Uh, I'm going to go to verse number 38 just to start. And then we're going to go from 38 down to 44. And once again, uh, that is Mark chapter 12, verse number 38. And we'll go down to 44. And we're going to be in the King James version of the Bible. And as you are making your way there, or if you're just listening, because we'll re we will read it in your hearing, uh, as a reminder, BCU fam, it's always uh, advisable to read the chapter in its entirety so that you get the whole context of what the author and Jesus was saying. It's also a good practice to read the chapter before and the chapter after. Uh, because we are on a time restraint, we're going to just uh, condense down what it is that the Lord has to say in these few verses. All right. Mark chapter 12, verse number 38 says, And he, meaning Jesus, said unto them in his doctrine, Beware of the scribes who love to go in long clothing and love salutations in the marketplaces. And the chief seats in the synagogues and the uppermost rooms at feasts, which devour widows' houses for a pretense, make long prayers, these shall receive greater damnation. Now, as we are looking at those scriptures, BCU fam, this is related to the widow's might because the Lord is warning, Jesus is warning about the religious leaders. And just to get more context around what's here is that a basic description of a scribe, BCU fam, is that they were an expert in Mosaic law, like a, a lawyer or an attorney. So their job uh, was to teach the law and they were to judge how the law should be followed. Now, they did not receive any money for their teaching. As a matter of fact, it was a law that they were not supposed to magnify themselves or to dig a spade with from what my research says. So in other words, you're not supposed to get any money for what it is that you do. But what the scribes did was find a way to work around that by encouraging the belief that people would be blessed by God if they supported the scribes in a practical way and also financially. So if we take that knowledge and go back to what Jesus is saying here in Matthew chapter 12, verse number 38, verses number 38 through 40. Um, the scribes were popular, right? 
So as they were walking through the marketplaces and whatnot in their long clothing that identified who they were. So if we put this into 21st century thought process, you know, when they came, there was this, there's scribe so-and-so and and scribe so-and-so. So they loved that the salutations and the greetings and the attention that they received in the marketplaces. It was all empty, BCU fam. They weren't teaching to try to get people to follow the teachings of Christ. They were teaching just for self-admiration or for the people rather to admire them, to, to just tell them how wonderful they were, so to speak. Um, there were chief seats in the synagogues and then the uppermost rooms at the feast. So when a scribe came in, you know, they were able to sit in certain places that were maybe designated for them because of their status, because of who they were. And we see this even in our modern day way of doing things in our houses of prayer. And it's something for us to really talk to the Lord about BCU fam, because if we are saving seats for someone because of their status, you know, is God pleased? So that's another podcast, perhaps for another time. It does just give us something to think about. So uh, going forward, In that same verse, number uh, 39, the uppermost rooms at the feast. So all of these things were given to them because of their status. So that's that support practically. So they may not have received money in some instances. It's the recognition. It's the fame in certain instances. And then going down to verse number 40, Uh, Jesus said that they devoured widows' houses. So if these widows had any type of uh, money that was left behind or inheritance, um, what the scribes would do was to help them to manage that. So in that management process, uh, they would fleece the widows. Uh, Sometimes they would persuade the widows to uh, contribute to their cause and that way they could earn a living so to speak and they would got they would get more money so they did all of this uh, not to glorify God but for gain for themselves and this is why Jesus said that they would receive greater damnation so all of that in context is going to take us to the widow's might so we want to keep that in mind and there're just some lessons in what we just read, BCU fam, that we don't want to do anything for show. Uh, We want to make sure that what we are doing is for Christ. We'll get to that in just a little bit. Let's talk about the widow. So that's going to take us down to verse number 41 of Mark chapter 12. And it says, and Jesus sat over against the treasury and beheld how the people cast money into the treasury And many that were rich cast in much. Okay. Now, let me stop here for just a little bit and talk about what this all looks like. Now, with the treasury, this was an area of the temple where offerings were collected. Now, from what I understand, this area was also called the court of women because women were not allowed to enter any further into the temple complex, okay? So when Jesus was sitting against the treasury, he was probably, you know, in a particular place where he could see everything that was going on. Now, the temple 
um, had what was called a 13 trumpet shaped chests. So one each for uh, the present and previous uh, censuses. So a census is where, you know, of course, you are counting people. So there was one for each, one for the present, one for the previous. There was one for the mercy seat and then six for free will offerings. So that's the way that everything was set up, just so that you get a picture of it. So again, you have those who were rich that casted in much in those particular offering boxes. Now, when rich people dropped large offerings in, their coins were larger, and those coins would loudly clink into those metal trumpets. So people could hear really, and maybe be able to tell how much that person had put in. So according to that clink, everyone knew. So the rich cast in much, and you can hear it. Now, verse number 42 says, and there came a certain poor widow, and she threw in two mites, which made a farthing. Now, let's stop here because interestingly enough, we had the widows in verse number 40 and we have a poor widow in verse number 42. Now, going back into biblical times, typically speaking, when it came to women, women were married and their primary role, whether or not we want to hear it or not, BCU fam, is just what it was. Their primary role was to get married to keep house and to have children, primarily speaking. Now, obviously, we have others in the Bible, such as the virtuous woman, and we even think about Lydia, who owned a business. So it's not that women did not do those kinds of things. It is, though, it does stand to reason that women were to be taken care of by their husbands. That was the setup, is that the husband pretty much went out and uh, earned the living and the wife came in to help to manage those kinds of things and to make the home. And that's really the basic model that marriage is set up on even this day. Now, things have changed and, and all of those kinds of things. But um, I'm making a point because at that time, uh, women were not necessarily educated and did not go out to make a living. So they were dependent upon their husbands uh, to do just that and to leave them something. Now, in biblical times, BCU fam, being a widow, uh, it was a hard way to go. So let's just say that husband died and did not leave anything and that you did not have any sons. Uh, we can even go to the book of Ruth for an example where that's concerned. Uh, this was a, uh, you were doomed, unless you got remarried, to a life, a lot of times, of poverty. Now, there were laws in place for widows and those who were poor that they were able to glean during harvest time in the fields. And we can see that again in the book of Ruth. So you'll want to read through that just to get some context there. And even going back to, I believe, the book of Deuteronomy, it said that when there was harvest time, that those who owned fields, that they were not to glean uh, in the corners and that when the wheat and the barley and, and, and the corn were harvested, that they were to purposely leave some behind for others to come and to glean so that the poor widows, 
that they could get some grain so that they could eat. So it was a system already set up so that the poor would be taken care of. And in that number, a lot of times were widows who did not have anything or anyone to take care of them. So law at that time said that uh, if the husband passed away, uh, then um, a brother would marry the widow. Uh, sometimes the sons would take care of the widows. In a lot of cases, that wasn't the case, that there wasn't any other option. Again, we can see that in the book of Ruth. So uh, widows had a hard way to go. They really did. So in bringing this to Luke chapter 12, verse number 42, we have a poor widow. Now, and uh, in verse number 40, these widows obviously had money. And they were able to contribute to the scribes and, and to give to them and that sort of thing, although they devoured them up. And they probably ended up becoming poor by giving so much to the scribes, but that's, that's neither here nor there. But going back to this, uh, we've got this poor widow who threw in two mites, which make a farthing. Now, you all have to think about the fact that you have all of these rich people all right, coming to the synagogue and the scribes and all the people that were means uh, with all this loud clinking noise as they are giving their offerings. And then here we have the poor widow whose money went right into this, the offering as well and probably didn't make a sound, if anything, probably too lightweight for anyone to hear. Now, what I love about Jesus is, is that he heard what it was that she gave verse number 43 says and he called unto him his disciples and he said unto them verily i say unto you that this poor widow has cast more in than all they which cast into the treasury Verse 44 says, for they did cast in of their abundance of all that they had. So they had money. So they were able to just put this money in without any reservation, without any concern. And they had more to go home to. They had extra VCU fam. This would not break them. Lord, I thank you in here this morning. It would not break them. So they gave out of their abundance. In contrast, Jesus said, but she of her want, of her lack, this was likely her last. This was just a, a, a this was a bit. This was everything she had. It says she of her want did cast in all that she had, even all her living. So she gave her very last, that last bit, BCU fam, she gave. And as she was giving, the, the Jesus saw her. He saw her. This was a voluntary offering. She was not pressured to give it. Uh, she was not guilted into putting this in because uh, no one said to her, you know, you'll be blessed if you give your last. She did this and she did this because of what was in her heart to do. It was a sacrificial offering and Jesus saw it. So 
Jesus is just reminding us that what's important is not the quantity of the gift, but the generosity, the heart behind who is doing the giving. So this woman of God gave an offering that was much louder to Jesus than all of those coins that were put into the treasury by others. And I say all of that, BCU fam, to say that this is a reminder to all of us that we are to give of whatever it is that we have, whether it is money, whether it's time, love, gifts, talents, whatever it is that we have, we want to give in a way that really makes an impact to Jesus, even if others don't hear it or see it. Because when it's all said and done, VCU fam, and at some point in time, it will be, uh, we will lead this life and we will stand before our Christ, our King. He is going to judge everything. And, and we want to make sure that whatever it is that we do, that it is done with a pure heart and pure motives. And if we missed it some sort of way, and sometimes we may have, uh, that we just ask the Lord to forgive us and that we'll be conscious from this point on to make sure that what we're doing and how we're giving glorifies and honors the Lord. You know, the book of Colossians chapter 3 uh, right around verses number 23, 24, remind us that whatsoever that we do, we want to do it heartily and as unto the Lord and not as unto men, not as unto people, uh, knowing that we shall receive the reward of the inheritance because we really serve Christ. So whatever it is that we're doing, BCU fam, even on our jobs, you know, that is we're serving God. It's all service to him. That widow, as she was giving what she was giving, that was her service to God. And because she was doing that heartily and as unto the Lord, it was a sweet sound in his ear. And that's what we want uh, to for the Lord to hear when we're doing what we're doing, that we're doing it as unto him. We're serving him. We're working for him. And we want to be sure that he's pleased because uh, he's going to pay us. And we want to be sure that we are paid in full and that we enjoy what our payment is. Amen. We're, we're going to be rewarded, whether it's on this side of heaven, the other side of heaven, and we may get both, but we just want to be sure that the reward that we do receive, that we are happy with it. We don't want to get it in this life, BCU fam, from people. We want to get it in this life from God if he's going to give it to us, but we certainly don't want to get it in this life from people and then miss it uh, when we go to stand before Jesus and, and not be able to stay where he says, depart from me. I never knew you. We do not want that. So uh, let's just be mindful about how we're doing things You know, from this point forward. And when I say we, that means me as well, so that God is pleased in all that we're saying and doing and how we're giving so that he's glorified, honored, and praised. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word today and for the reminder around how we are supposed to give. Bless us, Lord, to not be concerned about what everyone else is doing. Help us not to be guilted or shamed into giving anything other than how you have exclusively led us to do so. Please bless us to remember that whatever it is that we do give, whether it's time, love, money, gifts, talents, whatever it is, 
that we are stewards over what you've entrusted us with, and we always want to be sure that we are managing what you give us out of a pure and cheerful heart so that you will be honored in our lives. We thank you, Lord, for helping us in this area and for all that you do. In Jesus' name, we pray and we, we bless your name. Amen. Oh, BCU fam, I am on the edge of my seat wanting to know what you thought about our conversation today. So tell you what, if you are not already on the blendcouragesyou.com site, please make your way there, head down to the conversation board, and let's talk some more. Well, BCU fam, it is time for me to go ahead and log off. Uh, Once again, this is Blend from blendcouragesyou.com here. Thank you all so much for your prayerful support and for listening in. And Lord will, and until the next time we are together, may our amazing God bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you, and give you all peace as you stay on the wall.